Welcome in. It's the Two Star Hawkeye Podcast. I almost said here on 1620 the zone. I've been I've been hosting. I, I've been I've been I've been doing way too much radio over here in Omaha. A lot of Husker talk, a lot of Creighton stuff. But we're gonna talk Hawkeyes, but we are gonna talk Huskers too. Because like I teased to you guys on Monday's podcast, I'm gonna have a former national champion in studio with me to uh I called it the Smack Cast. Ooh. This isn't a this isn't a podcast. This is a smack cast. Matt Verzal, <laughs> former Husker in studio with me. Verz, thank you so much for being my guest today. This is going to be fun. Very pleased to be here. I, I Man of my word, I said I'd do it, and here we are. Dude, you said that in, like, September. Yeah. Yeah, you, yep. you said, I mean, that was before we made some changes to this podcast. I mean, there's it's a, it's a lot easier to get you in now than it was before. Um, but this this is going to be fun, just me and you. We, uh, we've, we've shared a lot of radio airwaves together. Yeah. Over the last several months and years. Even. And I'm a team guy. I'm, I'm oh, a yeah. man of my word. I can see, you know, when you were telling me about your podcast, I could see how hype you were about it. I'm like, hey, I'll do what I can to help. Hopefully, hello, Iowa fan. Hope you're hope you're well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll get he, into he this. He doesn't actually mean that. but yeah, <laughs> I do. I hope they are well. <laughs> Friday afternoon, Friday, I don't hope Friday's they're well. A, Friday's a different story. <laughs> Friday at 6 o'clock. I hope you're throwing up in the gutter of Melrose <laughs> Avenue north of Kinnick. But, hey, right now, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family while you can. There it is. Uh, okay. Um, so, real quick, before we dive into the smack talk, just yeah. g- give give our listeners just a little bit of background on yourself. Oh, background you, about me. I mean, you coached you coached a uh, high school football state championship game last night. I did. Your team unfortunately lost. Yeah. Our, our condolences to you. Now we <laughs> hope you. you. Now we hope your second team loses on Friday. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The cheap shot right out of the gate. Uh, originally from Grand Island, Nebraska. Played high school football there, of course. Uh, played, walked on at Nebraska, played there 1992 to 1996, so a part of the 94-95 mm-hmm. national championship teams. Um, got into to real work then. I owned some bars and restaurants in Lincoln for about 10 years. Came up to Omaha, was a financial advisor for a little bit, realized I wasn't good at working for people. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got back into the pizza Aren't game, opened a pizza business, and, and fortunately enough, uh, 16-20, not a sponsor of this podcast, you jerks. 1620 <laughs> has, has given me some airwaves. I got the chance to meet Corwin. I fill in on uh, on game time on 1620 in the zone. Yes, and if, if you're ever in the Omaha area, swing over to Paisan's Pizzeria. Yeah. Uh, as, as as jerky as Matt Verzal could be at yes. times, his pizza is really good. It's Condescending is more like passive-aggressive is my zone. Like that That's is. where I live. That is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, so let's just let's just get right into it because right. we don't we don't need to we don't All need right, to log formalities. Let's do we this. don't need to log gag anymore. <laughs> um, but before before we get into some of the smack, mm-hmm. I, I do want to just can, can we just both get out and say what what do we both like or admire or respect about each other's program or fan base? Okay, and I'll let you go first. Right. What, I mean, what, what, when you think of Iowa football or you see Iowa football, you think about Kirk Ferentz. Mm-hmm. Or, or how they've come, how they built the program that they have built up to this point. Is there anything that sticks out to you that you like that maybe you do? You wish Nebraska would adopt. I think the things that I that I take away from Iowa's football program are are the basics. They're very, very physical on both. I, you know me. I'm an offensive lineman yep. by heart. I'm an offensive lineman by nature. I always want everybody around me to do better than I am. What they're able to do on their offensive lines and defensive line, you're in and you're out. And, and I know they struggled a little bit this year. Yeah, but, it's but, but, they're, but they're coming around. Oh, they're coming around. Rounded into form and then some. That's what I love about Iowa. You know you're going to get a lunch bail set up. 
These guys are going to come play four quarters. It's mm-hmm. going to be a, a tough fought game, regardless of where they're at. You know, mm-hmm. Nebraska fan will take a lot of pot shots that I've, oh, yeah, five and six, four, whatever. You know, your record's this, blah, 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 blah. You know that you're going to play a football game against Iowa for, for four of them. Yeah. And you better be prepared to play all four. Yep. And, and the best example of that just in this short series was 2012. Nebraska yeah. comes in there, they're like nine and two. They, yep. they didn't, they won out until the Big Ten championship game that year. They go into Kinnick Stadium. Uh, a top fifteen program. Iowa was four and seven. The game doesn't matter to them, and it was a thirteen seven game. Mm-hmm. That 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 was a four quarter football game. I also love too that Iowa. They do a great job of protecting their own. They get a lot of Iowa kids that play hard for the program. Mm-hmm. You know those kind of things. Those kids that are brought up. But that's the way I was raised. You know, Nebraska football was all I knew. I didn't know the NFL existed. All I knew was Nebraska football existed when I was a kid growing up. <laughs> That's what I knew and loved. And, and I see that a lot in Iowa. I see the, how hard that, that, they, that they pursue their dreams to play for their team. And, mm-hmm. and I respect them, too, because they do a great job of assessing talent. You know, there was a pipeline straight from Millard North. There really there was. I mean, Adam, down to Adam, Iowa City. Adam Shada yep. uh, was one of them. I know that he's not the favorite Hawkeye yeah. of, for Iowa fans. But, hey, he's, he was a Division One player from mm-hmm. Millard North High School. Um, there, there's several others. But Fisher. Yeah, uh, Cole yeah, Fisher. Exactly. Cole Fisher from Miller North. Yep. Um, there's somebody else. That another are, safety that I think we're missing. Yeah, there's, there's another one out there I can't think of. But, but, but no, you're you right. respect yeah, that. They, 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 they've worked Omaha. They assess talent. I mean, talent. look, Noah Fant right now. Yeah, yep. They assess talent. They get in early. Like, that's, I think, the thing that does that does the best for them in, in the state of Nebraska. They get in early on the kid. They were all over Fant a while ago. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, I want to say junior year. He committed. He committed to Iowa on Sharp and Benning. Yeah. Um. Like at, in August. Yep. But I mean, they they know what they're doing. They know what they want. Maybe that's another thing that I really appreciate about them. They know what they want. You know, you and I talked about it uh, off air, but they do a great job building that line, as we said. And mm-hmm. and then you put you know we all all respect to him, but the Weisman kid that was the running back, Wiseman, Wiseman, yeah, not a. I'm Northeast Nebraska get, kid. Yeah. That's Weiss. You know, Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Northeast Nebraska. That's what we do. My parents are from Norfolk, Newman Grove area. But, you know, you look at the kid, grinder, tough, going to get you five yards. Mm-hmm. If if you put a, a a back, say, you know, even use one today, use like a Divina Zigbo. You put a Divina Zigbo behind Iowa's offensive line, I mean, you got a, a world beater. You know, they get the most out of kids that they have. And I love to watch them play. I really do. I appreciate them from afar. But, that's those are the things I take away from from Iowa. I, I guess it's my turn now. Uh, <laughs> you can me, say you pl- can say nothing, but I have plenty of opportunities to say what I like <laughs> about Nebraska because it's it's my job from eleven to two every single day. <laughs> um, but but the thing the things that I adore is maybe the number one thing. I'm going to start with their fans. Oh boy, uh, because the obvious one with their program is they have five national titles. And Iowa doesn't. Yes, yeah. that's, that's easy to be jealous of. But with their fan base. Something that I respect out of them is something that drives Iowa fans crazy, and that is their expectation to be the best every single season. They Iowa fans give them crap for firing coaches that win nine games. And when yep. I look at that, I'm like, man, I wish we had that. <laughs> I wish Iowa – like I, I wish because right now – Iowa has a football coach, and I, I love Kirk Ferentz. I know I wanted him fired for years, and he's not – sometimes he, he irks me. Um, but deep down, I love what he's done for Iowa, but I don't like the fact that written in his contract, he gets a guaranteed contract for seven wins. Yeah. 
Seven wins, that because that's essentially telling your whole fan base, hey, seven wins is all we expect. Seven wins makes us happy. Nebraska doesn't have that. If 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 Mike Riley had that kind of contract with Nebraska, this entire freaking state would burn to the ground. Oh yeah, I mean it would. There would be riots in Lincoln. You'd see if that fans was the going case. to their seats that they pay for, like their season tickets, and unscrewing their seats and carrying them yes. out of the stadium. Yes. <laughs> and while sometimes the delusion can be fun to poke at, the and it's kind of worked out this year, you know, with a ten and two prediction. But every single year, fans will come out and say mm-hmm. Nebraska's going ten and two. They're going ten and two. They're going ten and two. While that can be fun to make fun of sometimes, yeah, it's something that I'm a little bit jealous of because Iowa fan doesn't have that. They don't exude that kind of confidence. And if Iowa ever wants to be a consistent winner, which I think they can, I think a consistent eight, nine, ten win a year program is something that Iowa can attain. Yeah, it's got to start with the fan base in my opinion it's got to start with their expectations because they are the ones buying the tickets and if they're buying tickets the administration doesn't see any any reason Mm -hmm. to change that's see and that's the that's the double-edged sword nebraska walks is they'll sell out every weekend but then they still complain you know the the money you got to follow the money so if iowa fan quit going to the game there i was going to make changes yep but Nebraska fan will go to the game and still complain that you need to make changes because mm-hmm. this isn't acceptable. It is though. Coach Osborne spoiled everybody. You know, you knew you could chalk it up when the season started. You're going to win nine. I mean, think about that. Now mm-hmm. you got to go find out how you're going to win those other two or three. You know, that's here. Honestly, is my hope that Iowa. We're all in this together. I'm a, I'm a loyalist. I'm mm-hmm. in your I'm in your conference now. Where yep. you've adopted us. We're mm-hmm. in our we're in our same division. I want our division to be the best division in football. Yeah. Now, is that possible right now? No. no. But Iowa getting better, Nebraska getting better, Wisconsin at the top of the heap. Minnesota needs to get better. Minnesota does. Um, Illinois and Purdue right now are probably at spots where it's not realistic yeah, they're to fine. see them. But 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 the, you but the four have two but kick the four, but the four though, and I always say, I mean, look, we, we can say that we want the best division in football, but somebody's got to suck, and that's right. right now. That's Purdue and Illinois. Just leave a couple kick arounds down there. <laughs> yeah, just don't worry about them. They, just give us four. You guys stay there, and hang out, just yeah. do your thing. You go Illinois and you go Purdue it, right? Because mm-hmm. you ain't getting less miles. I don't care what you no. say. Gosh, what. That would be okay. This this is an Iowa podcast. That could be a, that could be a whole new rabbit trail that we can go down. Um, okay, so what's so that, since we point out positive, once what's something that drives you nuts about Iowa? Something that drives me nuts about Iowa. Um, gosh, that'll be tough. It would be well, just let it out. It would be the the fact that with that empty trophy case, they take pleasure. In Nebraska's pain, mm-hmm. meaning not 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 just a loss. Like you know, it, it, I everybody pokes fun at sixty-two to three. Oh, I, yeah. I get it. Everybody yeah. pokes fun at seventy to ten. I get it. Mm-hmm. But seventy thirty-one's another one. By there the way. you go. Yeah, throw that one in there. But my good friend of mine, Steve Over, his wife Stav, a huge Iowa fan. But every time Nebraska loses, she'll just send me an L. It just says L. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. And then I send back a zero, and then she, of course, goes to wrestling, and then I throw, you know, just it's it's a vicious snowball that goes. If you go to wrestling, that's a losing argument. But oh, for sure. Yeah. But that, oh, I had, she goes to wrestling, I'm like, out, let's go to something else. You win. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, that, like, I'm, I'm a, like I said, I grew up as a conference guy. So the Big Eight Conference was my conference. Yeah. Even your hated rival, Iowa State, if they got into a bowl game, my family, you're rooting for them. My family cheered for the Big Eight team. So I, I struggle with that. I don't get that. I don't know why they would 
they would be that way. But that would be one thing that kind of grinds me about them. Mm. Something that, and this isn't going to be a shock to anybody yeah. because it kind of uh, it kind of plays into what I said when I was pointing out the positives. Um, but that's the arrogance of oh, the yeah. Nebraska fan base. The arrogance just it drives me nuts, and and it and it always ramps up the week of this game. That's not shocking mm-hmm. because I mean, hello, they're playing. Um, but but it always kicks up in uh, the the first two days. Uh, more Monday than it was Tuesday on game time. The phones just lit up because the conversation that we talk about every single year is, is this game a rivalry? Mm-hmm. And the phones light up. People give their positives, <laughs> you, you and, set your clock their positives and negatives. <laughs> and But one of, the, one of the reasons why people don't think it's a rivalry is because, quote, Iowa doesn't deserve to be Nebraska's rival. Mm-hmm. And... They don't respect Iowa. That's why they can't be their rival. That drives me crazy. That drives me nuts. Because while if any Iowa fan goes out there and says that Iowa has a better football program, no matter which way you look at it than Nebraska, you're wrong and you're lying to yourself. Nebraska is a better football program. But if we're talking about the here and now, Mm -hmm. specifically since Nebraska joined the Big Ten, both programs have been pretty damn similar. Yeah, And that shows itself in their play on the field. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nebraska at this point, as we sit here on November 23rd, 2016, they are three and two against Iowa. Yep. And look, that's as even as it can be. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to be three and two. If you're going to get that even. Yeah. Um, and the games themselves, both team, both teams have had a blowout mixed in there. Yep. Um, but for the most part, they've been very competitive, close games. And the most important factor is that, to me, to build a rival, um, you need hatred between the fan bases. And to me, yeah, we have that in spades. Absolutely. I mean, I mean if you're on Twitter, we have it in spades. Absolutely. And I'll even – I'm alumni. You you look at, for me, one thing with a program to, to get into this rivalry stuff, how stable is your program? You know, you look at the stability that Iowa's had, it, and it's – it's a deal for me where they, Nebraska has been in an upturn for forever. You know, they're, they're turned upside down. We've got new coaches and everybody doesn't like that coach and loves this coach and, mm-hmm. and doesn't like this guy. But um, Iowa just tried and true. They just move, move, move. They had a bad year a couple years ago. You go 12-0 and last year. Everybody's all over, your, all over your ass for it. Listen, you went and cleaned your plate. That's all you can do. I can mm-hmm. only eat what you put in front of me. I ain't gonna go take somebody else's food. I can't go play another game. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I'm Iowa, and I don't know your non-con that year, but I can't say, "Hey, Bama, what are you doing? You want, we don't want to play these guys. We're pretty good. We want to come play you." Well, that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Iowa won their twelve games. I think personally, it's a rivalry. I do too, and I'm glad to hear you say that because you share a border. Oh, and, yeah, and, and that's big too. That's one of the main contributors that make a that makes a rivalry what it is. There's enough intermingling. Outside, you know, people from Nebraska work in Iowa. People from Iowa work in Nebraska. It's you get the chirpies, you get the chip. You know, yep. when Iowa won last year, I saw more Iowa license plate or not license plates, but go hawk flags flying mm-hmm. out of cars than I ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I saw the uptick in it too. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's there. It's Nebraska doesn't want. It would be that rivalry where Nebraska where Nebraska had gone with K State, yeah, Colorado. They don't want to accept it. And that's fine. You don't have to. But you you have to acknowledge that it's there. And you get to three and three in a series, 
now you've got something. You know, we, we were Oklahoma's rival forever in the Big Eight. Yeah. Well, and Nebraska would get thumped by Oklahoma. I mean, thumped. Like, whoa, those guys are in a different league than us, but we're still calling them a rival. Well, Colorado decided they wanted in, and K-State decided they wanted in. I think everybody you play in your conference is your rival. And that's probably where my some of my sentiment comes in, except for those kick rounds we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. like uh, Illinois, Purdue, whatever. Right. But everybody else is an I or is a is a rival to me. And that, but that's another thing that comes up is like, well, you know, Oklahoma's our rival, uh, Texas is our rival. It's like, you can't have that anymore. Yeah, right. You're in a different conference. You're not playing those teams anymore. I know that Oklahoma's on the schedule. What is it like 2019, 2020? Uh-huh. You can't. That's not. That's not a rivalry. Reunion that's, of the game of the that's century. That's like saying that. That's like saying Iowa and Miami of Ohio are rivals because they're yeah. on their schedule. No, they're not going to play every year. Well, um, that would be different, though. It's, they, it's yeah, different. I know it's different. I know it's different. You missed um, that one. I did. Swing and a miss. That's all right. I cheer for the Cardinals. I get plenty of those. Truth. Um, but the thing, the, the 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 thing that I want you to explain to me, and maybe maybe you can't because I I I think you and I are on a similar wavelength here on Iowa and Nebraska being rivals. Mm-hmm. What does the whole respect thing mean? Because and before we answer, Iowa has different rivals too, just like Nebraska did yeah. in the Big Eight. Yep. You know, you mentioned Oklahoma. You guys got Texas. a lot of trophies. Um, that, that's more of a Big Ten thing yeah. than anything. And, yep. and, but Iowa has different rivalries too. I mean, I think Iowa and Wisconsin, while there's still some hate there, there's mm-hmm. a there's there's a mutual respect there too. You both, that's a very respectful rivalry. You both hate us equally, so then it's all good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but then, but then there's the rivalry. I mean, there's Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's there's more hate there than respect. There's a lot more hate on the Minnesota side than yeah. the Iowa side there. But then, but the the biggest rivalry that Iowa has is with Iowa State. Yes, and there is no respect there. I mean, absolutely none, minuscule, none to be had. But so, it's still a rivalry. So you're saying Minnesota hates you more than you hate Minnesota? Yeah, they have a they have a chant that their crowd does when they're not even playing. Oh, Iowa. do they? Yeah, they. It says, uh, "Who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa." Oh, and they, they they would they would chant that if at a basketball game where they're playing like Louisiana Tech. Oh, so that would be where Nebraska and Iowa set up. A Nebraska fan feels you hate us more than we hate you. And seeing, I don't I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know if that's true. Play on the field and, su- and success on the field is moving it the other way. It's moving mm-hmm. it more to equal. Yeah, because Nebraska fan, as much as they like to throw, you know, Iowa fan likes to throw the wrestling titles in my face. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's quick with the five rings. They're yeah. Like, hey, you got any of these? But okay. when, it, but how I've sensed, and I've been, I've been blessed to have the job that I have because it's gotten me more in tune with Nebraska fandom. Yeah. I got to tell you, no, there is no team that incites the kind of anger in Husker fan than Iowa. It's a how dare than you than Iowa? Just, just, <laughs> just examples. Um. On Nick Baugh's show, he could say preseason that, and in fact, this is a great example because it actually happened. He he ranked the Big Ten coaches, mm-hmm. and he ranked Kirk Ferentz ahead of Mike Riley. Yep. Instantly, the phones are lit up. <laughs> Instantly. And I mean, and, and I was in like a Twitter argument with people for like the next two hours. Yeah. To you, I, I would assume because you're of sound mind yeah. for the most part, Kirk Ferentz is a better coach than Mike Riley. At least where the how the results, yeah. I mean the the record is what it is, and Kirk Ferentz has accomplished more than Mike Riley. Are you based? But, was it based off of last year or was it based off a of career? It was based off a of career. Okay, career. So Kirk Ferentz would be ahead of Mike Riley. Now, if Kirk Ferentz was the head coach at Purdue, 
and did the exact same thing, nobody would have batted an eye. In my opinion. See, I'm tough on that because I got I, I respect Mike Riley. It, Oregon State is a is a tough place to to recruit to and to win at. And I'm not saying he had great successes there, mm-hmm. but to do what they did at that university, I I have a ton of respect for him. I've always I probably still would have had Ferentz ahead of Mike Riley at that time. Um, especially if you're going to base it off the year before, yeah, you go, you got five and seven, you, twelve and zero. Yeah, mind you, this is this is before the season started. Yeah, I mean, th- this isn't taking into account what happened this year, right? Um, but but maybe a better example because again, this this was preseason conversation. Mm-hmm. He was ranking the Big Ten West quarterbacks. He ranked yeah. C.J. Beathard one. Yep, and I, I believe it was Tommy Armstrong two. Phones lit up. Oh yeah. Instantly, yep. C.J. Beathard was a quarterback and had a really nice season for a team that went twelve and zero in the regular season. Tommy Armstrong was a quarterback for a five and seven team and lost to C.J. Beathard's team by throwing four interceptions. <laughs> it didn't matter, right? Because C.J. Beathard was the quarterback at Iowa, that ju- that enraged people. And these are just a few small examples. I there's dozens of these. What if you flip that the other way? What if uh, oh, give me an Iowa basketball player. Peter Jock. Okay, now an, an old guy. Not an good. old guy. Let's uh, let's go. Greg Bruner. Okay, I so like Greg, Greg Bruner as a radio show. Yeah, and Greg Bruner comes out and says, Nebraska had a great season. Iowa didn't have such a great season. Says Tommy Armstrong is better than C.J. Beathard. What does Iowa fan do in that instance? Do they freak out? See, I I don't think so. I don't. Do they and, look and, at and, it? and I feel like I can say that with good authority because I used to work in Des Moines radio. Oh, okay. No, and, and I, in fact, I work with Travis Justice. So if anybody's going to incite Nebraska, if he's okay, <laughs> Travis is okay. He's a good buddy. Um, if if it, so, it, so if anybody would be able to bring that Nebraska flair to Des Moines radio, it'd be him. Right, and he would drop a few Nebraska things here and there. Didn't really incite a lot of anger from Iowa fan. Really, Nebraska Nebraska fans are different than Iowa fans. Okay. There's there's that, a that lot was, of similarities, but the there's a little bit of difference. That there's, was the there, answer I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, I think more, I think self-inflicted issues enrage Iowa fan more than like other teams. Gotcha. Outside of Iowa State, now now Iowa State is the team where like Nebraska fan. When I say Nebraska fan flips out about Iowa, uh-huh. Iowa fan will flip out about Iowa State. Gotcha. They're not there yet with Nebraska. Gotcha. Okay. The Nebraska, the thing to me about it is when you. So many of us. This is all we've ever known. We, we've known Nebraska being successful. Uh, another correlation, K-State, when they first beat Nebraska mm-hmm. and they about ripped Eric Crouch's head off and nobody called the penalty, the, the K-State fans went insane, like crazy. Mm-hmm. My father, my brother-in-law played on that team. My father, God rest his soul, and my sister were walking to the car. A group of young men from K-State were kicking mud on them. My dad, a little... You know, five eight, two hundred pound dude, but he's, he's <laughs> harder than Chinese algebra. I mean, he's a tough dude. So he says, "Boys," he said, "one more time, and you're going to have a problem." So you know, they do their deal, and he turns around and gets a hold of one of them and pins his head into the mud because it had rained that night. And this kid's kicking and flailing, and he looks at the other two, and he's like, "Come on," he goes, "Now you come get yours." What I'm getting with that is, K State fans didn't know how to handle success. Yeah, Nebraska fan doesn't know how to to handle mediocrity. Mm, they don't that's know a good how, point. They don't know how to handle, like, hey, I don't know if everybody missed the memo. We're really good at this game. Don't mm-hmm. worry about a record. Look at what we did. We're really good at this game. <laughs> and that, it freaks them out in your brain. 
You, I mean, you like look at my. I'm 42 years old. When I got done playing, we were at the peak, like the apex. Oh yeah, one of the best teams in college football. And then since then, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, hey, alma mater, <laughs> where are you over at? Here, let's get some stuff locked up here. So it's hard for me, and I had to slow down because the fan in you wants to come out, mm-hmm. and you want to get defensive, and you want to. But when you sit back and you and I've coached for 15 years, and thank you for rubbing salt in the wound that we lost last night. I appreciate that. Anytime. But you you assess the situation from a whole, and say we're not where we need to be. Now, do I like the direction this guy's taking it? Yeah, but yeah, that's why fans I would say maybe get real fired up, and then you sprinkle in Nick being a Creighton guy. They're just they're just waiting for him. Yeah, to that's, say, I mean that, that's a any, losing. That's anything a losing battle. mildly anti Nebraska, they start blowing my phone up. Verse, he's saying this. I'm like, well, he's got a point. You know, just and that's amazing. Be. I mean, whether it's you or Damon, like yeah. Husker fans will like tattle on Nick because of something. <laughs> like, it just it's amazing. And today, I'm sorry, I, I hate to break all your hearts, but I'm not going to run to Nick and say, "Hey, hey, why'd you say that? <laughs> you be nice to my team. <laughs> it's not nice, Nick, the uh, big meanie." Uh, did you did did you listen to the show at all today? I hadn't had a chance to know, but oh, I was. You got to you got to check it out. Schick pranked Nick. Oh, he did. Oh yeah. I know all the Iowa listeners in Des Moines don't have no idea what I'm talking about, but go check out the Game Time podcast and you'll find out. Yeah, Matt Schick. Got him good? He pranked him good. Probably not as good as his Dickie V prank. Yeah, that was but awesome. today was good. Okay, but let, let's continue. Um, let's try to get back on track. We we struggled with this when we yeah. when we do radio. Sometimes you got to uh, talk. That's true. That's true. Like that's what this is. Free we're, two beers, we're two American beers away from this being a good time. And we disagree on beer, um, so that Truth. might not be a good time for one of us. So let's let's actually dive into the game because um, I think we both we both agree on the rivalry and that's been talked to death. But let's actually talk about this game. Nebraska's coming in, and who the hell knows who their quarterback is? Mm-hmm, is, true. is it going to be Tommy with a hobbled with a with a hobbled hamstring? Is it going to be Riker with a missing wrist? <laughs> or is it going to be a is it going to be a glorified receiver? Who knows? Um, and that's why this game has been so hard to predict. I mean, I, I'm on pregame.com. And outside of um, World Online, I don't think there's any line on this right now. Because really? we're Yeah, because we're waiting to see what the quarterback situation is for Nebraska. Oh, my guy must. My, my, my well, guy, you've got, well, you've got guys. My, you've my got guy guys must, that I don't know have. My guy just must have said F it and threw out a line. <laughs> I, got, I was minus three on mine. So. Yeah, right now I've got World Open. Uh, Iowa at a two-point favorite, and a few of them have come out just in yeah. like the last hour. Five Dimes has has them at a two-point favorite. Favorite bet online one and a half, and sportsbook at one and a half. Um, but Pinnacle's still holding out. Greek is still holding out. Bavada. Um, this has been a really hard game to get a read on because yeah. who the hell knows who's going to be under center? It is. It's and what do you do? I mean. You got a kid with a broken wrist. Yeah. So you either go playing shotgun the whole game and hope he never gets knocked down. Which with Nebraska's current offensive line sometimes is a stretch. Yep. Let's be honest. You got Tommy Fra or Tommy Frazier. Hey, like the Iowa is. newspaper. You got me thinking think about T Frazier. Typical so, Nebraska fan. Truth. Player. Typical Nebraska player. player. Former Husker National Champion, Matt <laughs> Verzal. God, milking that milking that till the day I die. Money, money. Um it's Tommy with a hamstring. Your your risk there to me is greater than your reward. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to win the game, yeah, but if you send him out there and he and he really tears the hammy, then you got nobody for the bowl game. So what do you do? And and imagine if the stars align, like Nebraska wins, Wisconsin loses, and they're going to the to, to the yeah. ship. 
Yeah. Which, here you go, Iowa fan. I don't think we should ever go to the to the Big Ten Championship right now because mm-hmm. somehow if we won that and you put us in the CFP right now where we're at, and this is just honest, I said it on the show the other day, we're not ready. No. We are not ready for that. So, Me could be a Michigan State of last year yeah, type pump, of deal. Yeah, pump the brakes on that one. But I don't see that happening. So now you're down to Darlington who hasn't taken – the last time we saw him take a snap was in the high school game mm-hmm. that he got knocked out cold. What do you do? You know, you're, you're screwed. Or, or what are you going to put a receiver, DP, uh, DeMornay personnel? And they at, talked uh, about Lamar Jackson, a safety. Yeah, who, and, who you get, and the Wildcat is the, – the, the Wildcat's <laughs> a play that you that you, you throw in there as a wrinkle. Yes. That's not an offense. Right. <laughs> you, <It's> can't, like, <laughs> you can't do that for four quarters. Wildcat right. Here we go. Wildcat um, left. Here we go. But other than other than quarterback, um, actually, let's stay on quarterback a little bit because I because I wanted to ask you what I asked to Rob Zadiska last night on yeah. the Husker Radio. I hosted the Husker Radio Hour hey, last nice. night, by the way. Yeah, nice. I, I put on Twitter afterwards if I told my college self that <laughs> in a few years I would be hosting a show called the Husker Radio Hour, I would have punched <laughs> present me in the face. But here I am. Here I am. Um, but I asked him what which one gives Nebraska a better chance to win? Is it a hobble Tommy Armstrong, or is it Riker Fife with with that wrist issue? Because right now I'm leaning I'm leaning Tommy. I gotta lean Tommy. Okay, see, I would lean the other way. Really? Because I think Iowa's advantage lies in their defensive line, mm-hmm. being able to to control line of scrimmage. So therefore, the the quarterback run or the running back run isn't that important to me. I want that controlled short passing game. I want you to, to roll your safeties up and get uncomfortable, and then I want you know double move, swing passes out of the backfield, those kind of things, mm-hmm. where I make control. But I think Riker has a little bit better touch for those. On a bad hand, you just you know tell him, hey, instead of sit, you know five yards in the shotgun, just get to six. Like give yourself an yeah. extra yard. I mean, I mean, look, we're, we're looking at two pieces of crap and saying which one is better. <laughs> I mean, that's that's essentially pieces what we're crap doing is with mean. this. That's mean. We're looking. I'm at not two, saying the people are pieces. I'm saying the situations are crap. Two damaged goods. That you're trying to get out and to win a game with, yeah. And so me, I would probably go Fife just because I think running it for Nebraska is going to be hard. Like I was tough defensive line. Yeah, is, they they is they've definitely right uh, they've Iowa's defensive line has been their growth over the course of the season been amazing. Oh, it's because crazy. It's, because they haven't put anybody new in there. It's mm. the same defensive line that gave up like 700 yards against Penn State that yeah. that allowed under 100 yards rushing to Michigan. It is cool, though, to see those guys mature. You know, like Nebraska's, and they're still not practicing Nebraska caliber, but I've seen strides made in Nebraska's offensive line the past couple of weeks with, with Joe Foster coming mm-hmm. back to play. So it's it's neat to see their progression and watch them grow into that role. But, I mean, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're and, rolling. Yeah. They're, but going back to the quarterback discussion, yes. I, I'm going to lean Tommy. Focus. I lean Tommy because – I know it's not on Riker's throwing hand, but that's still the arm that you kind of you you secure the football with when you drop him back to pass. Yeah, that's a good point. So if that's if that's shaky, that's asking for fumbles, and that probably takes a little bit of zip off your ball. Nah, with your offhand. I mean, that offhand is just the just a support. I hit the microphone because I'm a hand talker, but it's all right. I am. You too. get that once you get that up to your ear. You're. I don't think it would affect anyone okay. he would throw. Okay. It, it, I mean, but I it can't is a ima- ris- it's a fumble risk at the very I least. I agree with that. I can't imagine if they do ever decide to go under center and he was playing. These are all hypotheticals, of course. The pain that would shoot through your wrist, and I know they'll, they'll dope him or whatever they need to do to make the pain go away. Mm-hmm. And that's not like an illegal thing. That's just a – I don't need an Iowa fans calling going to smoke pot on the sidelines is what you're saying. <laughs> but to make like that shooting pain that's going to shoot up your wrist, you know, so you get like <laughs> – 
first and goal at the two. Like, all right, we got to go under center. No, we don't, coach. Let's stay in the <laughs> shotgun. We're going to shotgun this baby. But that would be more where I would be concerned about a fumble. Is you know mm-hmm. you hit that right with the ball in that sense, you know, it gives you a dead arm because that's your that's your catch hand with the oh, snap. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know what? Let, let's take a break because I got to be honest. I got to take a piss. Okay. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a stop here in this. We will come back another segment with Matt Verzal, a segment of podcast. How about that? All right, I feel a little bit better. Welcome back to Star Hawkeye Podcast with Matt Verzal, former Husker, sitting in studio with me. And as we were talking before we kept we started rolling again, uh, I mentioned to you that I will be in Kinnick Stadium on yeah. Friday afternoon. Should be a good time. Good for you. But let me tell you who I'm taking to the game. Oh, okay. Normally, yes. I I go with my grandma and my stepdad to these games, okay. and my younger brother, who's 15, we we share the third set of season tickets. Well, Friday, my grandma doesn't want to go, and. As Matt Verzal just spills everything all over the table. We're good. Well, and at least it was just water. Nothing break, to see here. Don't break your computer. <laughs> Move but, on. Uh, but anyways, um, oh, are you doing okay? Yeah, we're good. Are you doing okay? I mean, I can like hear that dripping from over here. Yeah, there's a lot of water. We're good. Wow. Wow. Goodness gracious. All right. Um, my stepdad said that he doesn't want to go because, I mean, he doesn't really care to go on Black Friday. But his reason that he gave me was that he doesn't like Nebraska and he doesn't like Nebraska's fans that come to the games. So, <laughs> so he's just not going to go at all. So because I'm a nice guy, I get text messages from my younger brother. Okay. Which say, my girlfriend's birthday is today, which would have been Monday of this week. All right. And a, pres- a part of her birthday present that I want to give her is taking her to a, Hawk- to a Hawkeye game. Oh. So guess who got suckered into driving a teenager and his girlfriend to a football game? You. Me. I got to drive two preemies in love. That's just a good brother. I know. And I, I really wanted to say no. I wanted to say no because that sounds miserable. I wanted, like, I'd rather, like, poke holes in myself than do that. What about you? But you got a couple of good buddies that I, I follow you on Twitter, so I see you and your buddies yeah. chiming at each other. Why yeah. don't you take some of them? Well, I can't now. I've already said I would take my brother and his girlfriend. Nah, just get him a hotel room, dump him <laughs> off, go to the game. <laughs> I don't think that'd be very responsible. <laughs> but that's but so seriously, if you, if you guys are going to the game and you see me, stop by my tailgate spot and give me some sympathy beers because I'm gonna I'm gonna need them. You I'm got a need spot? Them on Friday. Where's your spot? We are going to be parking at uh, Finkbine Golf Course. It is a nice golf course east of, actually west of Kinnick Stadium. They, okay. so they park cars right on the golf course. Oh. Um, so a lot Breaks of tail. my heart when people do that. Well, I mean, it's not really golfing season right now. Yeah, but you're still oil leaks. and That'll be fine. It'll be fine. All right. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> Monty Python reference for everything. All right. So – Real quick before we get out of here, not real quick. We're gonna be here for a little while longer. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk about individual matchups. Um, okay. Just as far as positions go, because we already talked about the quarterback. How about on the offensive line? Let's go Nebraska's offensive line versus Iowa's defensive line. Who's who's getting the advantage in that matchup? That advantage to me. Oh, can we break it into two parts? Sure. What what parts do you want to break it into? I would say interior, exterior. So your guard, sure. guard, center, yeah. guard. I think it's advantage Iowa 
against their their nose and tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaleel, Jaleel Johnson, Nathan Budget against yeah. um You'd be Foster, Dylan Utter, Utter Foster. Yeah. yeah. I think Nebraska with the with the Conrad kid, I, I think they may have just a teeny tiny slight advantage there. Mm-hmm. Because Gates is just an a hole. Like he he plays really hard. He's a tough kid. I like him. This this Conrad kid, walk on, first live bullets he saw. You know, or against Illinois' defensive line, who has realistically two NFL caliber yeah. defensive ends. So yep. he looked like he looked like he was swimming in mud. I mean, he couldn't do anything right for the first two three series. He settled into the game week by week. He's gotten better. So I I would like to I would if I could break it down to that. Iowa interior, Nebraska exterior. How about uh, Nebraska's? In, and I'm, you got to give me and yours. I, I would agree with You're that. You're going to go straight Iowa. I, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to go straight Iowa. I wouldn't um, even argue with that, though, on that, if you went the whole Iowa defensive line against the whole see, Nebraska that, I mean, that, line. that's hard because Iowa's defensive ends have been so inconsistent this year. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Nelson is near the top of the Big Ten in sacks this year. Mm-hmm. But when he gets sacks, he normally gets like two or three in one game, yeah. and then he goes on a milk carton for several weeks. Right. Um, so I, I don't. It's it's really hard to point out an advantage there because I don't know which Anthony Nelson is it, which Anthony Nelson is going to show up. But Jaleel Johnson going up against Dylan Utter is a matchup that that's why I favor Iowa hands down if Riker fights the guy at quarterback okay. because inside if Jaleel Johnson can get the best of Dylan Utter and he just has a straight line to a quarterback that can't run. That's well, night night. Now Riker, that's night night. Riker Fife can run. Okay, so he had one run against Maryland. No, but he he was an option quarterback in high school. Like I've, he's from Grand Island. Like I, he can run. He's not. He's, he's not. Like, f- he's not fast. I didn't, I've seen I didn't him. say he was fast. He just said he could run. Like you, quarterback, and you can run for your life. Now help help me out though. Is is Jaleel Johnson? Is he does he play a shade or does he play the three? He plays a shade. Okay, so he is their yep. shade. Yeah. Because there was some debate about that. That. That they shift back and forth. That sometimes he's the three, sometimes he's the shade. Mm-hmm. So he's your shade all the time. Where that, where where Nebraska may be able to counteract that if they do play in that gun, would just be to straight double team him. Double, which would mm-hmm. flat, which would which would open up one of your guys who I I have some fear of, and that and that's Josie Jewell, yeah, at, at the linebacker, the guy that knocked out his own guy last year in the Nebraska game. <laughs> and I just yeah. I just tongue in cheek said, hey, why isn't that targeting? <laughs> <laughs> He launched to hit his own guy. And then <laughs> Iowa fans all over me, like, of you're a moron, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was like, it's got a tongue-in-cheek, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I really like him. I like his game. I think he's the best kid. So that, if they can double there, then that might slow it down. But then Iowa, of course, has an open gap to send a linebacker. So mm-hmm. it'll be that will be the, That's going to the be big a, matchup. That might be the best matchup of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, just Iowa's D-line versus Nebraska's offensive line. Um how about Nebraska's receivers and add in quarterback? Um, because this, I'm not sure how much it matters. Um, ne- Nebraska's wide receiver group or passing game, we'll call it passing game versus okay. Iowa secondary. So, so we're taking in linebackers and safeties, defensive backs. Oh, okay. So, Des, Des the side of the ball, probably not going to see a whole bunch of throws. Yeah, just to be honest with you. So, pick who you want to eliminate. You're probably eliminating Moore or Riley if yeah. I'm just going to go. Yeah, because I mean, West, West Westerkamp's not going to be on the edge. Is he a field guy? Does he play one side of the field, uh, Des? Or he, he he's a, on one side of the field. Is he a, yep. So he's the left he's, corner. Yep, he's always going to be on one side of the field. He's so not you just move. eliminate that receiver. Yep, because that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
You got the freshman who I'm not even trying to Manny, butcher. Manny Rigumba. There he goes. Can I just call him Manny? Yep. Manny's going to play the other side doing very well. Like yeah. an impressive kid. Mm-hmm. That would be, I would say, maybe advantage Nebraska there, depending on who you can formation over against him. Mm-hmm. If you get one of your better route runners, you know, that's – but the kid's got great ball skills. He's got great technique. Really rounding into it, true freshman. Playing, you can tell. First started coming against Michigan, and he shut down Ju Chesson for Michigan. Exactly, I mean, yeah, you can tell he's been very impressive. You can tell the growth of him through the season. Where Nebraska's advantage may lie is to getting down into that third and fourth receiver. You know, if I put Demorne Pearsonell in the slot, or even Westerkamp on the other side. Now, how good are your two, two your two outside backers at coverage? How good are your safeties at, at picking things up? And that that would be where I would say advantage Nebraska. Again, on the outsides, advantage Iowa. On the inside, advantage Nebraska. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to give advantage Nebraska to this. I'm I'm not even going to break it down to different portions of the field because I when I think passing game is like are you are you having success throwing the football or aren't you right? Um, and if that success comes by five yard dump offs on crossing patterns over the middle, that's success in my book. You Good. could don't even worry about the outside. Um, so I'm going to give advantage Nebraska there because. Iowa's linebackers aren't that great in coverage. Yeah. Um, Bo Bauer, I know I've railed on him a lot on this podcast. He's one of the worst linebackers in the Big Ten, and he cannot cover. And if Jordan Westerkamp is in the slot, that's night-night if the quarterback can throw a consistent ball. Right. It's 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 just done. Um, but can they get safety help for him? They could, and they're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have to, but that, that, leaves, that leaves one less guy that can cover the middle of the field. And Iowa's safeties, they've been better the last couple of weeks, but they've struggled in pass coverage. But here's my thing with Iowa. Like, if I'm Iowa, I'm blitzing. I, I, got a hurt, I got a hurt quarterback or a hurt quarterback or a quarterback to play in high school. So Josie Jewell, who I think is great on the move, mm-hmm. let's go to work, son. I'm going to blitz him. And now my coverage guy becomes better because instead of three seconds to throw it, he's got one and a half. Mm-hmm. And if I can get that outside, I'm just to, to lay hands on that slot guy – you might not complete that pass. So that, yeah, that. yeah, and that's probably. I think they'd be foolish not to do that. I mean, no matter if they were strong or weak in in uh, pass coverage at the linebacking spot or the safeties, with an arrest quarterback situation, that's something that they probably have to do anyways. Yeah, I mean, just make them as uncomfortable as possible in the pocket. No, I think that check down game, check down to running back screen, you know, that type of game. I think that's advantage Nebraska. I think. Getting that guy out in space, yeah. if you can formation that, run it around where you get linebacker one on one. You know your guy that you hate, but if you get him one on one in the flat with Trey Bryant, Trey, that's, yeah. I mean, we, he looked Tr- pretty good the other day. And Terrell Newby has been mm-hmm. has been the feature back. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, do you want to call him feature because it's kind of been a carousel majority this year. carrier? But yeah, he's he's gotten the the lion's share of the carries. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trey Bryant, man, the the dudes look. Like a stud the last couple of weeks. He's got a He's, step. I mean, and, he, and when he gets in space, yeah, it's it's tough to to catch him. Yeah, he can move. He's got explosion. He's he's pretty explosive in his hips. So he's kind of slight too, which mm-hmm. caught me off guard. He's not a very really big dude, or at least mm-hmm. he doesn't appear that way on TV. But yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's Nebraska. No doubt, in my mind has the advantage as far as athleticism goes. I don't even think that's close. I mean, Iowa's got athletes like Des King. They've got yeah. Akram Wadley. Um, but that's, I mean, I, I would, I think I, I, if I were to like draft the athletes on this team, I'd probably take, I might take Des number one okay. on both teams. Like if we had a pool of both teams, mm-hmm. um, 
but I don't know. I don't. I, Your number two pick intrigues I might, me. I might take. Gosh, I might take Wadley number two though. Okay. But then after that, I don't. I don't know when the next Hawkeye I would draft. Oh, really? After the first two. Oh, now I got to think. Gosh. Well, you quarterback. I mean, CJ hasn't been very. Hasn't been. Uh, Does he have a torn he hamstring? I don't think he has a torn hamstring. Does he have I a think broken wrist? He might be. I mean, yeah. I mean, their quarterback situation is better than Nebraska's, but CJ has were, not been great this were year. Were his last snaps in high school? <laughs> <laughs> you got me beat there. Yeah, no. You got me beat there. I know what you're saying. I mean, it's Nebraska does have a, a full a full gamut of skill guys. That mm-hmm. the running back piece to me though is the one where they're. I think they're there's just too many. You know, you've got you got all these guys. You got to keep a Zigbo happy and Wilbon happy and Newby happy. Now you got Trey Bryant starting to emerge, and what yep. are the other guys going to do? There's too much. Yep. I mean, get get those guys snaps somewhere else. Like put, put Trey put Trey Bryant in the in the in the slot. Like teach him four routes. Go run these routes, and we'll get you the ball in space. Now you go. It might not be a handoff, but you're in the game. Mm-hmm. When we run this with you in the game at slot, you're going to block. I want to see how good of a teammate you are. But I, I can I can get down. The line one, I, I I would probably have though more. You know, Iowa's defensive line. I think right now, as it lays, is is better. So your those are going to be your picks. Yeah, Julio Johnson would probably be my next Hawkeye that I would pick. Yeah. but I but I would pick guys like, um, hell, I would pick Tommy Armstrong before I pick Julio Johnson because he's. Yeah. I mean, he gives you that athleticism and explosion at the quarterback position. Um, I pick Jordan Westerkamp over him. I would pick. Probably Stanley Morgan over him. I mean, Nebraska's loaded with athletes. It just at times they struggle getting the right athlete the football. This year hasn't <laughs> been this year has been better in that area. But in previous years, it's like, man, you got this stallion out there and you're just not getting him the pigskin. Yeah. Um all right. That's I, I think I've exhausted everything that I want to say. It, it, outside <laughs> outside of predictions. We we gotta put our names on it here before we sign Ugh. off. It's our it's our last day of work. I don't nobody's gonna go on the air from now until Black Friday uh, to give their official prediction. So let's give it now. And I'll start with you. What do you think happens on Black Friday? First, who do you think plays quarterback for Nebraska? And then how do you see the game shake? See, out? that hinges on my score though. Like the quarterback determines my score. Well, I mean, shouldn't that Shouldn't that be how it is, anyways? Well, no. Then I got. I can't give two scores. That's like flip flopping. I got to be. Oh, I mean, it's one prediction. But see, if I got to, if Tommy Armstrong plays score, and if Riker Fife plays score, so predict who you think is going to play quarterback, and then base your prediction off of that. Well, no, I don't want to because I don't want to pick the other one because I think this I, is my podcast. You'll do what I want. <laughs> Just I do think, whatever you want. I, don't I care. think. Oh man, on ESPN. What do you, we got breaking news? Dun, dun, dun. I was 62% fan pick to win. Okay. Uh-huh. Not, not that interested in that. That's not that's not the breaking news I was looking for. I no? You're going to say Tommy Armstrong has been ruled out. No, no. Or uh, Zach Darlington lost his entire hand. So he'll be, <laughs> he'll be inactive for Friday's game. I would say that this game, I think Riker Fife is going to play. Okay. I don't think Tommy Armstrong is going to play. Um Oh goodness! What did I send into the paper? I have this at nineteen to seventeen. Mm. The Huskers emerge victorious over the Iowa Hawkeyes by two points. Which game was it a couple weeks ago that you sent in your prediction to the World Herald and you got it absolutely right? 
I've done it twice. You you have? Oh no, I got I picked one perfect Nebraska Oregon, and then I've missed two by one point. Okay. Yeah. Which I can't remember which game was absolutely on the nose though. Oregon. It was Oregon. 35-32. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I figured Oregon. Here's what I had chalked it up to: Oregon going for two and getting eight. So I figured eight, sixteen, twenty-four, thirty-two. Dude, you didn't expect him to like miss no ten two-point conversions in a row. No, <laughs> no. My, my my prediction, um, and I've, I think I settled on this yesterday. I'm gonna go twenty to fourteen Iowa. Okay. And I think I think Tommy plays. I really think Tommy plays because I I feel like when we have like these dire scenarios where it seems like the world is ending, it seems like everything falls into place eventually come game time. Yeah. And I think that's going to take shape in Tommy Armstrong being the starting quarterback. But he's going to still be hobbled. He's not going to be as mobile. Um. So with with that said, Iowa's offense is still going to struggle to score. They, I mean, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback in Nebraska. Iowa's offense still stinks. So you've got so, Iowa kicking a bunch of field goals, and I've got Nebraska kicking a bunch of field goals. Yep. All right. Yeah. I mean, only two for me. Yeah. Uh, twenty. So I I got them twenty to fourteen, and I picked that score because I don't because I could see that score being realistic no matter who plays quarterback. Well, that's fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair and balanced. Fox News. <laughs> um, and to me in this game, one of the one of the main keys that isn't getting a lot of play is special teams. Now. Yeah. You're on 1620, and if you know Nebraska, we have talked about Nebraska special teams quite a bit because yeah. they've been atrocious for the most part. Iowa has been a little savvy at special teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though this, even though this team is not very good, they're not they're they're not living up to expectations. Special teams has been pretty solid for them. Can you imagine a Des scenario? King, Des King could make a difference in this game. Can you imagine a scenario where Iowa? via special teams wins this game and they will be looking for Bruce Reed, oh, Nebraska gosh, special yeah. teams coordinator. Oh, I mean especially if it's, and fire. I mean I don't think that would happen if if like if like Des King returns a punt for a touchdown. But if it's something like a punt gets blocked mm-hmm. in the end zone or something like that. Oh or boy. a fake. Oh boy. They try to fake one that gets Man. just shut down. So you have you have Nebraska winning nineteen to seventeen. I do. And I have them twenty to fourteen. We're pretty we're pretty close. Yeah, we're pretty close. I think it's an ugly, ugly game, and and probably should have leaned toward the home team, but I'm a homer. That's all right. But I mean, look, Nebraska's nine and two at this point. Mm-hmm. They they should win this game. They should. But yeah, I'm not gonna say two teams are going in different directions, but one team certainly has an injury problem that the other doesn't have. Truth. And the other teams at home as well. So mm-hmm. that's it's gonna be interesting. Really interesting. Vers. What's that? Did they sell it out? Oh, it'll be sold out. Okay. Now, granted, a lot of that's going to be Nebraska fans, but it'll be sold out. That is that when your it'll twelve and O team couldn't sell out. I didn't know if a seven. Uh, that's a whole. That's a whole other out. podcast. <laughs> I got the clothes bed going, and I cannot turn it off. All right, Verse. Thank you so much for coming in, man. This was yeah, a lot brother. of fun. We will. We'll definitely catch up down the road. My Maybe pleasure. not on here, but I'm sure we'll do it at some point. <laughs> All right. And for everybody else, we'll be back on. I think I'll record one on Monday. We'll review this game and we'll talk about some bowl projections as well. Have a great Thanksgiving and go Hawks.